Welcome to N9K, your podcast from the hashtag future. Welcome to N9K, your podcast from the future. In case you missed it the first time, who are you? What? (laughs) What's happening? I was giving you a chance to introduce yourself. My name is Mark. That's it? They call me the Soundhawk. Or the Peacock, Mark Peacock Brush. Natural Products, Pegasus, Ultimate Insider, Kingmaker in the Natural Products space. I am not me. This is episode 140, Foot Pads and Urine Bricks. Is that what we're calling it? That's what's listed here on our Medium doc, medium.com slash Natch9000. Not sure why you're doing that. (laughs) Huh? Um, I'm Josh Tyson, Marketing Maven. Salon owner, you know what? I'm catching up. I'm almost ready to do the show. Okay. Before we dig in, Mark, I've I've had more than one conversation in the last more than one week about the potential of our salon, Needle in the Hay, launching a hair elixir infused with CBDs. This is just me putting that on the record. Okay. In case someone tries to steal that idea. (laughs) I don't know. You've given it to them and they'll just go do it. What are you going to do? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm be mad about it. No, step one. I'm, I'm in the bath the other day just thinking about this. Just turn. Just stop right there. Let's not even go to step two. No, just turning the process over in my mind. And then I'm like, well, why have I never asked what you call it? Natural Products Insider, Mark Peacock Brush, just give me the down and dirty. What's the life cycle of a natural product? Oh. I mean, I know you're more relegated to the food space. What's that smell? That is incense burning in this incense oven. It's very perfumed. I'm going to pretend I had a reaction. Hold on, let me just my mic. The life cycle of a natural product. Where does it begin? In the bathtub? (laughs) Yep. All right. (laughs) And from there? Every good product (laughs) journey begins in the bathtub. I see. I see. How do you begin? Uh, Step one, Mark. All right, I've taken the bath. I've conceived of the idea. Then what? If I were you, I would work. Your mic's on, bro. If I were you, I ah. If I were you, I would work on uh, the formulation. I'd get yourself. I'd find yourself a supplier of CBD. Yep, and that's going to be. We need to. That's going to have to be careful. Got someone in mind. Oh boy, a product partner. You got a product partner. Make them start making prototypes. I mean, just for the CBD. I mean, the. So here, what do you think about this step that I've taken? I I found an article online with. (laughs) Good so far. (laughs) With a recipe for like a very just basic natural hair elixir. I probably had argon oil, which is popular in a lot of hair products. Um, So I'm guessing I'll just need to concoct an oil blend that could uh, cradle the CBD oil. But then I start thinking about questions of like, you don't want product separation. Like this is where stabilizers come into play. Is that Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You need a formulator. A formulator. Yeah. You want you want that CBD to be efficacious and to really deliver some sort of a... Efficacious? Oh, you heard it. Oh my God. I'm glad I asked. I would be happy to consult with you on this for... Oh boy, you're a right. small fee. Oh boy. <laughs> well, see, this was my way of trying to get around <laughs> yeah, I know that was. consultation meeting. I would say, yeah, you're going to need a base. I would say you don't have to do anything crazy with the base. Oh, I need to turn up your base? No. 
And then you're going to have to find a reputable supplier of the CBD oils. And then you're going to have to figure out if you want to make like, if you just want to give it away, no big deal. I don't want to just give it away. If you want to sell it and make claims that like this is CBD the work, you got to sort of test. I don't know if you have to test the final product. Can't you see? I can't see you guys doing a clinical study. What do you think about this strategy, though? I can see you making a lot of health claims, but I cannot see you <laughs> make backing them up with clinical studies. All right, here's health claim number one. And it's not really like a health claim, but CBD, true or false, Mark, it stimulates muscles. It has some sort of stimulative effect on the muscle. CBD itself? True or false? Come on, Mark. Absolutely I know you're- true. True. All right, here's another truth for you, Mark. Every follicle of hair on your head, oh, Jesus. and you've still got a few, is its root lives in a little sleeve of muscle, a muscular sleeve. You've told me this. I don't know if I buy it, but... That is fact. I have a book called Hair by Wendy Cooper, who is a noted journalist and anthropologist. She gets that out of the way in chapter one. We're going to be talking about hair. Let's dive deep. Each strand lives in a little sphincters, little muscle sleeve. So if you had an elixir with an ingredient that could stimulate those muscles, a stimulated muscle attracts more blood. You're increasing blood flow to the scalp. Yeah. These are both good things. Some people believe, excuse me, that if you stimulate those sleeves, you can, you can promote hair growth or hair regrowth. Are you salivating yet? <laughs> nope. Okay. Well, anyway, if you had this, if you had this oil and you could do a dry massage on the scalp, it would probably cool the scalp, which might be nice if you were going to get a color service and you, you know, color can be a little harsh on you. See, I think you're going to need a bunch of prototypes, different levels of ingredient, different bases. Like you said, mm. you try this one on. It's like, whoa, my head is really tingling. Yeah. Too much tingle, too much tingle. Exactly. But I feel like once we arrive at a, at a good core product, before we start skewing it, we could, we could uh, have it's, it at the salon on the back bar. Let the stylist use it. See what their guests it's think. It's going to take a while to, yeah, to, to, to blend a nice product. Mm-hmm. You'll always be refining it. Always. Always. You'll be iterating innovations. Oh, yeah. There's going to be so daily. many point Isn't that the tagline of your salon? Iterating innovations daily. It's actually hair today, hair tomorrow. Which? Have you heard that yet? Heard what? That's somebody else is using that tagline. Hair today, hair tomorrow? A major, one of these brands that advertises on podcasts all the time. I hear Scott Aukerman saying that tagline when he does the ad copy. That's fucked up because that's my tagline. Well. We can trace back that hashtag because I've been using it on posts for like probably. Yep. Two years. You should cease and desist it. I think I might have to. After you trademark it. Well, you know what would be good is coincide that cease and desist with the launch of the uh, CBD hair oil skew. You bring in some of that press and then you point it at the product, Mark. That is Market Mavenry 3.0. This is Natch 9000, episode 140. Foot pads and urine bricks. Twitter moments, Mark. (laughs) Such a pro. Um, Yeah, you can't. so rather than dive into the Twitter moments du jour, I found two that I think we ought to just discuss because I these were found on Twitter moments, my mm. primary source of news in this day and age. Yeah. And I want you to know that these are available to you. Okay. 
We tried stick-on foot pads that claim to replace shoes. I'm not a huge fan of that photo. So there's a lovely young woman here who must work at, uh, what is... Should what I play the video here? I'm playing. Yeah, you should watch it. Just Basically what you're looking at is sort of a... Oh, you're playing it. Yuck. They're walking around the city street. Hers happen to be like bright pink. They do. It's just a little Dr. Scholl's pad. Of course. This is a five minute video. I was on my friend the internet. That basically let you be barefoot all the time. And I don't know who doesn't want that. So I know Mark Brush wants that. I put this in here because I know one person who doesn't want that. I just can't wait to try them out. I want to be barefoot all the time. I just can't wait to see if they actually work. Just stop it. All right. Well, what's the... So you can see it. This is a very long video. It's It's five five minutes because she puts these things on her feet and then she walks around the office. She walks over some Legos. She goes outside and walks... The 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 dreaded Lego test? Well, because that hurts your foot. Oh, I've stepped barefoot on a Lego. (laughs) Then she walks the streets of New York City. Mm. And a surprising discovery is made that, yes, these do, in fact, protect you from heat. Oh, on oh, a hot, hot pavement? Asphalt? Yeah. Do they protect you from broken glass? Negative. A little. She walks around and is loving it within 30 seconds. She goes to the park, walks in the grass. She goes to the beach. Talk to me after you've been chased through an alley. She puts these on and goes things. to the beach and says, I'm not wearing flip-flops anymore. It looks like I got nothing on. I have this little, you know, cute pink layer under my... She just all in on the foot pad. All right. Disposable. Wear them a day. Take them off. I didn't get a price. Interesting. Mark. I put that in there because I know you love feet. Check this out. Don't you? We're talking feet. Oh, we're talking feet. I got invited. To a foot party? No. Uh, on, a, on a trip to Moab, or should I say Broab. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I can see you in Broab. I went with a couple bros. Oh, you went? Yeah, and these bros are like badass bros. They like run marathons and shit. And so I was like, mountain, a lot of mountain biking. Nope, just on foot. Oh, that's a mountain biking mecca, isn't it? If you like mountain biking, your bros didn't like that. I don't know. They like hiking. Who are the bros? Do They're, I know the it's bros? It's not Alex Bogusky, so it wasn't a mountain biking trip. <laughs> Do I know the bros? You know one of the bros. Your brother. No, Mark. Mark. Bunkall. Oh. One of the bros. Yeah, I wouldn't call him a bro. A brother of mine? Well, I mean, yeah, bro as in friend, yes, not bro as in bra. Well, I didn't say bra. I well, said I thought bro. You meant, I thought you meant, I was going I said bro uh, ab. The time we've had this conversation. Because my other friend Dan, who was on the trip, his Instagram post said bro ab 2018. And it was the three of us under an arch. Innovating. Broing out. Ideating. Sound hawking. Um, but I knew that these dudes were going to be like, I was going to have to hike a lot. Or I was going... Not have to. I was going to have the opportunity to hike a lot. And then I should probably wear more. Bunkall than... is a backcountry mountain runner. Well, Dan. Trail, trail runner, right? Dan just ran his first ultra marathon. Like a week after our trip, he went and ran an ultra Lam- marathon in Crested Butte. That's Lamboy style. He's an animal. Oof. So naturally, I'm like a little into I mean, no, I've, the, I've been on a health kick as, as The you short know. end of that stick. You know, I do lots of yoga. I do lots of skateboarding. but <laughs> Not the same. 
I remember. Don't you remember? Real quick interjection. Oh, I'm all about interjections. Uh, the time you guys came up to the mountain house, we did a little snow oh, snowshoeing. <laughs> snowshoe, and you, we all had on our like. We had kids on our bags. Yeah, those, bags. what do you call those things? The big, the frame pack. The frame pack, and you carry your kid in. And you had no, you were no expert with the boots. Those the, boots. No, the problem was I, I don't think I was wearing boots. I think I had only brought like sambas. I had like some Adidas on. No, them. no, they no, were no. Not, There was something wrong. You like, had on boots, but I think they were either new or you hadn't broken them in, and they were like killing your feet with it. I wonder what boots and, I brought. And it's very look. I go to. The, I know what it's like. Yeah, you, you get up at that altitude, you strap on that weight, and you start hiking up and down even little hills. It's like, oh. It hurts. It did hurt. But you were not handling it well psychologically. <laughs> no, I had a breakdown that yes. day. That's funny. I, it's weird that I didn't think of that in advance of this. I think I must have just, I've grown a lot since then. You're fine. I've matured. Become a man. You don't have a baby on your back. That's a big part of it. But I felt like I needed to get some proper shoes. That's smart. What'd you get? I got some Vivo barefoot hiking shoe things. You didn't get little toe shoe things. They're, no, no, they're not toe shoes, but they have like the wide. Vivo. Look up swim run boot. <laughs> of course you pick swim run boot. <laughs> yeah. What is that? It's just like a. Oh, Jesus. What are these? These are just like, like skate boots. They're not skate boots. Huh. They're, I think they were made for a specific race that's run in Sweden or something where it's like, <laughs> it's like a triathlon without the bikes. Those? Oh yeah. Black and orange. Look very they look very Swedish. But they have like the really wide toe box. Like I feel it this feels is for like, like a triathlete, right? That's why it's swim run. You could either yeah. sw- what, do you, what do you need that for? We did one hike that was alongside a river. We had to cross the river six or seven times. So I was glad I had the swim run. Ooh, you spent some money on these. I dropped some coin. But I, I, those are like, those shoes are going to last a long time. Yeah. Given the amount of, and I can't tell you, you how blissful I th- we're planning maybe a trip to Moab in the next couple of weeks. It was so much fun down there. Have you ever been down there? Uh, one time. It's like you're on Mars. The best part was we got down there really late because we left after Mark got off work. So we got down there. It was pitch dark. That is great. Pulling. No, we drive for a while. I, I just think we're on a dirt road. We pull into a campsite. We pitch our tents. Then in the morning, <laughs> we pitch some big tents. Then in the morning, I step out of my big tent, and it's just stunning. Do you view. even have a tent? Fuck yeah, I have two tents. Why would you think? I, just because I don't... In like oh. a sleeping bag? and See, I know you've got your little niche collection of like featherweight Ultralight. gear that you use once a decade. Oh, it's, it's been used. Once this decade. Oh, no, no, no. At least twice a year. <laughs> anyway. Ultralight. Yeah. Only way to so go. So you're using your camping gear about as often as I am, it right. sounds like. Probably anyway. true. Probably true. Hey, it was great. But as we're driving, then we're driving back out of the canyon where we camped. And I'm like, Jesus, we were doing this in the pitch black. It was like a sheer drop. Ooh. A canyon wall. We were on the ledge. Oh, I thought you were going to whisper something. I going to go, hello. Oh, I thought you were trying to mask a yawn. And I was like, no, he's not a pro. He'd just, he'd just yawn. These are nice looking shoes. Anyway, it reminded me of because they are like, I, they're not toe shoes. I don't, I can't go toe shoes. No, please don't. I would never go toe shoes, but those but you are. You wouldn't go foot pads either because you don't like bare feet. Well, look, those shoes protect your foot. The foot pad? No, the swim run boot. Yeah, but I'm talking about the foot pad. 
Vivo Barefoot makes a lot of really amazing products. I am guessing that the foot pad does not cost $190. What is it, like a buck a day? It should cost as much as a piece of toilet paper, because that's all it is. You and your... What if everybody in the world was walking around in their bare feet everywhere with those little pads just stuck on the bottom? You couldn't even see them until they lifted their foot up, and then it's, ooh, it's pink, blue, green. Everybody's feet were free. You can't scare me with that kind of tactic because... (laughs) You would... No, because here's the thing. As listeners to our new show, if we've ever released it, or actually, no, we'll release it after this drops, but we have a new show coming out. Oh, thank God. Called Listen. We don't have enough shows. From the future. Right. Oh. And it's just a a, a show where... I, so, song I, review. I play a song for Mark. We review it. He reacts. It is a react. And then we discuss. And then sometimes we have three questions for the artist from the future. Absolutely. My tinnitus... Formerly thought to be we're doing this caused again. by aliens again is actually my link to a being from the future named DJ Tukum. But how this relates to what you were talking about is he's assured me that in the future people are still wearing shoes. <sighs> There's none of this foot pad nonsense. Full foot pad. They're wearing swim run boots. It's like the oh, you know forty thousandth iteration of the swim run boot, but such. This a is, legendary shoe that... This is an example of how... It spans centuries. Two people who could not be more different still somehow managed to try to get along. We're very much alike, Mark. I would wear the shit out of these foot pads. You would... Oh, I you, thought you would never wear a foot pad. Never once. Night and day. You wouldn't wear the swim run boot? Trump's America. What about the swim run boot? I mean, I'm not going to buy the swim run boot if I need an outdoor shoe. What if you were needing one that you knew? Here's part of the reason I bought. I paid high a premium price for a swim run boot. It's just not a hiking. It's like a swim run boot. <laughs> but it's for like off, it's for trail running. So it is a good hiking shoe. It's got like tons of nubs on the bottom. Like it's grippy. <laughs> okay. And I was just walking on the balls of my feet on all these rocks, gripping things. I felt like Spider-Man. You loved it. That's I great. felt 10 years younger. And the reason I bought them primarily is because in some of my shoes now, I'm noticing that they, they irritate my big toe joint, like the root joint. And like it's start, rub, it was rub, starting to hurt a little bit. On the top of your foot? Rubs there? No, no, no. Not the skin. Like the actual, my joint is starting to feel almost arthritic. Oh, you're having a pain in the joint. Both joints. I've noticed that <laughs> this I'm, must be a skate injury. It, I, I think it's just from skateboarding. Yeah. In general, but it's just wear and tear on your big toe joint. I've been getting acupuncture on my big, big toe, toe root joint. <laughs> of course you have. But, you go in like, what can I work on today for you? And then one person a year comes in and it's you saying, I'm like you to focus on my big toe root joint. <laughs> I've gone twice and I've gotten <laughs> attention on the big toe root joints and my left ear. <laughs> Although now that I realize that that tinnitus is a connection to DJ Tukum, oh, there you go. do I want to jeopardize losing that link by curing my tinnitus? Silver linings playbook. You'll have to listen to find out. But uh, I just knew if I was going to be hiking a lot, I need something with a wide toe box, man. You do need a wide toe I don't want to come box. back from this trip having hiked. Blistered you know, up. You don't want that. A bunch of miles. Blist- not <laughs> so much blistered up, but like with my toe all inflamed. Oh. But my acupuncturist freaked me out for a minute. He was like, Asking me if it was red, ever got red or swollen. Like, no. Ooh, gout. gout. Rheumatoid. He said the word gout. Gout or rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. I was like, oh, I won't deal well with either of those things. 
No, you won't. <laughs> It'll be snowshoeing <laughs> all over again. No, 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 no. That's not why you wouldn't deal well with those. Because if you were to develop gout, aka the rich man's disease, you got to give up wine, alcohol. Yet another reason to give up alcohol. I've actually given. I haven't <gasps> had alcohol in like since that trip. I had some beers on those hikes, and it's so it's been like two weeks. Yeah, me too, pretty much. But I am going out tonight. Might oh, have a, might knock a few back. Yeah. But then back to no. It's you know what? It's the daily. Don't do it daily. I, I was I was on the daily for for many dailies. Multiple dailies. I was just it was a, it was my routine. I would cook. I would drink beer. Oh, those were good days. Those were salad days. Those were the beer days. But then I started realizing like I I try and read in bed and I just get too tired. My mm. sleep was starting to kind of feel shitty. Hmm. Ever since I've not been drinking, I've been reading like twenty pages before I start getting drowsy, and then I sleep like a babe. Oh, nice. What more can I tell you, Mark? I am on a health kick. <laughs> Welcome to the world's first bio brick grown from human urine. Booyah. Paradigm shift in waste recovery. They're showing them to you here. I would say go to the doc listeners if you want to see it um, or just Google it. You they can tell out. something about their body language. Though, like they know they're holding piss bricks. <laughs> They don't like the guy, especially the guy on the left. Like, <laughs> His face Did you take the picture yet? Come on. Yeah. The only guy that looks super comfortable is the one in the middle with two mini tiny. Yeah, he's not as, not as much skin contact there. So this is coming out of the University of Cape Town. Some master's student. Oh, yeah, must be her. Suzanne Lambert. They're making bricks out of urine, Josh. Lambert. They're making bricks. The urine forged brick. Uh, they can do them to different strengths. The longer you leave the bacteria in there to cementize it, it kicks off. Uh, what does it kick off? The byproducts are nitrogen and potassium, which are like perfect for fertilizers. It's a zero waste system. I mean, you know, paradigm shift, how society views wastes and upcycling of that waste and imagine applications in the third world. I mean, it's, Excuse me, the developing world? There's no numbers. I thought you'd like that one. I do like that one. I'm all for piss bricks. Now let's see if the true arbiter of all things sustainable, green, and alkaline would agree. Alkaline That's Vegan right, News, Mark. Josh. Let's an update visit. from... Uh, wow, we've got, a, we've got a number of these here. The purveyor of the weirdest and stupidest shit... In the wellness game. I think we've done do not bathe after meals, right? Oh, oh here we go. Where is that? But why? I don't have that one. I've got some bad news for Bogo, Mark. What? Baby carrots. Remember when he was like telling people to eat them like junk food? I do. Thank you. As a health snack, healthy snack alternative. Maybe that's not so healthy because they are soaked in chlorine. Oh, God. And that includes organic baby carrots. This may not come as a surprise to you after I all. I can't see those two for some reason. How can baby cut carrots look so perfect and stay fresh for so long? Now, I have noticed that. You may find yourself eating baby cut carrots long after the recommended due date because they still look like they're in perfect condition. Well, there's a reason for that. Because they are coated in chemical. Before being packaged, the baby cut carrots are soaked in a chlorine water solution. The chlorine is used to limit the risk of foodborne illnesses such as E. coli. E. coli. 
Grimway Farms, a producer of baby cut carrots, explained that the chlorine solution is within the limit, limits set by the EPA. Oh, I'm sure it and is. And is comparable to the amount of chlorine found in tap water. Triple death skull emoji. Tap water. We don't drink that. All right. Uh, yeah, because, dude, cancer risk among people drinking chlorinated water is 93% higher okay. than among those. These stats do not even read water these stats. Do not contain chlorine, but it says it right here, right? You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say benefits of eating a carrot as a snack, even if soaked in a chlorine water wash, uh-huh. better than neatness pound of Halloween candy. I've been putting that to the test <laughs> every day. To, don't you? I have that impulse, right? I'm like, I'm just gonna eat this as fast as I can to get it out of the house. Yeah, I got Like, I don't want this sitting around. I'm gonna eat like. Mow, mow, mow. That was like pretty much all I ate yesterday until <laughs> dinner time. I didn't have any. I was like, I'll eat the candy, but that means that's was, all I'm eating. I don't get to eat lunch. No, I'm gonna exist on candy. Did any of it have a vanilla flavor? Well, vanilla flavoring. Is made with castoreum. And where does that come from? That comes from a beaver's ass. Anal gland. An- anal gland. Anal. Anal. The annals of an anal gland. Castoreum is considered to be a legal food additive by the food by the FDA. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Natural flavoring. Just whatever. Used as part of a substitute for vanilla strawberry. Who cares if it comes from a beaver's asshole? Well, that's what I'm shit. getting at. It seems like there's this shock value of like, oh my God, gross. But then you're like, hey, man. Beaver, so that is all natural. My my skin hat came from a beaver. What? It's cured with mercury. Should I not wear it? Your skin hat? A came? beaver skin hat. I was just trying to rearrange the word beaver. And it came out a little funny. Oh, I see. So you, you were thinking I was talking about my foreskin. I was trying to make yeah that leap. You're always making that leap. Well, it's not a far leap to make. You know, this brings me, there's something we strangely have not discussed because I think between episodes this happened and then kind of went away, but the lawsuit against uh, LaCroix, did you read about oh, that Oh, I at had all? that in here for a while. Did you read their man, their like insane response to it? They like basically called themselves a cult. They did? Yeah. It's real weird. <sighs> we should have done that article. We should have, but part of it, like their response kind of made me feel like maybe there is something weird that they're putting in here to like the big bubbles, some brainwash, extra big bubbles, a brainwash additive. But I think the lawsuit is flimsy in that. I think they were, that's what I've been paying. They were telling people that there was a cockroach, a cockroach poison, right? In one of the flavorings. But I think what they were really saying is that because we, you won't tell us what it is. We assume that it's that. Or something. It, I think it's, it's some... in that nebulous area. Okay, Josh. <laughs> well, because natural flavoring is always in air quotes. It's opaque. It's tough to figure out. It's, it's you look on the back and it's just like natural flavor. Well, what is that? Would you call it nebulous? It's opaque. See, not ne- transparent enough. See, nebulous is like milky and like and hard to discern what's what. I think. Look, I didn't know you were so interested. We will dive into that story next in episode one forty one. By then, the lawsuit will probably be settled. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it Might could be, be months to... from now. Yeah. What? <laughs> Just kidding. Regular content. Populations that eat less than 5% dairy slash meat don't develop cancer. The China study, believe it. This is the next book that I, will, I will be reading. Please comment, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Here's a beekeeper trained his bees to make honey from weed. Oh, that one was tight. I didn't see that. Watch. You're not watching that little video? What does he do? Oh. It's just bees like eating the hell out of some weed. 
And then what do they do? They make honey? Can of honey. <laughs> Does it really have it in it? Is that um, verified? I believe so. Oh, I don't know. Oh, look, at the, look at the beekeeper. <laughs> yeah, that makes He's sense. laughing all the way to the bank, man. It makes sense now. Nicholas is a... They make honey after gathering resin from cannabis plants. I think Nicholas takes a spoonful of honey the on bees the hour are, every listen hour. To this, the bees are not affected by can- cannabinoids because they do not have an endocannabinoid system. Yeah. That, all right. What's this? It brings together the health benefits of both honey and cannabis. What is this? But does that shit get you high? Why'd you put in the Dram Lemongrass Plus CBD Adaptogenic Sparkling Water? Because this, well, read the read the fucking shit here. Look, read. The, okay. Well, okay. Dram is an apothecary. They used to have a location, I think, like in Leadville, the local company. Oh. They make a line of bitters, but now they also are making a CBD adaptogenic sparkling water but listen to this 20 milligrams bioavailable hemp cbd per can that's not unlike mr uh, zach normanton and his dirty lemon beverage yeah well they maybe they changed this anyway they had a post about this stuff what's the adaptogenic herb in there uh i'm not really sure i just wanted you to try to say it there's two of them i wanted you to try to pronounce oh shisandra berry oh and ilu iluthero ilu Oh, wait, I've said this one before. Eleuthero. Eleuthero. Eleuthero root. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, sure. All right. Anyway, they had a post, another... No nat- no artificial or, quote, natural flavorings. Yeah. No maybe they edited this post because glands. I feel like it was in this one. They said, like, in the post, LaCroix has cockroach killer, we told you so, oh, kind boy. of thing. A little oh, snarky. Boy. Come on. Come but on. I've had their, I like their bitters a lot. I actually was putting their bitters into LaCroix. <laughs> so, whoops. But, uh, hey, this looks like a nice product. And look at that uh, design on the can. That's a nice looking can. Spartan. Here's a detox bath. I, got, I think I put this here for you because I'm always looking for bath innovations for you. I appreciate that. What did we got here? This one was ginger, ginger and Epsom salt, right? I, I found this especially useful during my last grape fast. <laughs> Do not... Make the water too hot if you're in a weakened condition. Use Epsom salts or Dead Sea salts. Herbs like ginger, cayenne, and sage or equivalent products. Interesting. Spice it up in there, Josh. She looks like she's soaking in a tub full of rust water. But I thought that was a scoby for a second. Doesn't look like a scoby twisting around in a mother, mother yeah. elixir. Who's this guy? Who did this guy? Dude, this is... Um, fucking Kyrie Irving. Oh, Kyrie Irving. I don't know if you guys will see me. I'll probably be in 800 acres in Texas in the middle of nowhere, off the grid in a self-sustaining community, just living with no power. Mm. Like this is fun and all, but technology is just killing me, man. Ooh, Kyrie. This dude's a sage. Have you seen Uncle Drew? No. Oh, it's like a screwball sports comedy where he's like in an old man suit playing like this old huh. street ball player named <clears throat> Uncle Drew. And then he, he, he like, he and his team, like, dropped out of this tournament right before they were going to win it, and so they're going back, twenty years later to try and take it. But they're all old. It's got Shaq playing himself all old. I got it. What is? Did they Photoshop his head into this picture? He's like got on this weird outfit. I think they photoshopped that outfit on him. It's like I think it's yeah. he's supposed to look like like a old timey, smart, like he's teaching a class. Well, no, it, it looks like he is like a bartender in a Oh, he's saloon. like Amish. Yeah. So I got it. Yeah. Well, but good for him. Kyrie is also a flat earther, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he was. I think he he stepped back from that one after 
people got uh, to him. I think this dude's awesome. Have you watched him play basketball? Not much. Poetry. <laughs> people were the year that uh, the Cavs I mean, came I'm back. I'm focusing and won. on Do you my that? football right now, just to make sure that we put the nails in the coffins of the Natch 9000 Prime Reserve Cover Five League. The nails in the coffins. Oh, you're toast. What are you talking about? We're all, we're like neck and neck. I creep back up. Yeah, well, we'll see. You're going to take a dump this week, dude. You're going to lay an egg for talking like that. Did you know what this is? The benefits of smudging. I didn't know what smudging was. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we smudged our salon when we had um, a particularly <coughs> troubled employee who left. We were like, we better smudge this space. Get that bad juju out. Is that for the benefit of the staff or the benefit that? of everyone? Okay. All right. And actually we had a, a witch who's a friend of the salon. She came, she set crystals up on all the door frames. Keep it coming, man. And smudged on a full, I think it was a new moon. Uh-huh. Sounds about right. You can sit over there and scoff. <laughs> but it's really paying it off. It is, well, see, this is this classic because you don't, you know, you can't, you can't. Enjoy the benefits of the placebo effect. Nope. Because you're just a closed vessel. I'm tightly wound. You're a vessel and you're closed at both ends. So you're kind of stewing in your own waste. Oh, jeez. You got to be open, bro. So what it's so to smudge, it's it's med- medicinal smokes. <laughs> Actually, I think Danielle Face smudged the dining out office after oh, you left. Because of me. It was a new era. Needed to get rid of all that. <laughs> All that kind of like aggressive slacker energy. Oh, please. <laughs> All that I'll come in at 11 a.m. Damn you energy. Oh, that was more than enough time. Ooh. <laughs> the ability of the smoke to purify and disinfect the air and to make the environment cleaner was maintained up to 24 hours in a closed room according to a study in medicinal smoke. No, the Journal of Ethnopharmac. Man, this guy does, some re- does his research. I don't think it's one guy. Who is running the Alkaline Vegan News account, do you think? I think it's a husband and wife. Alkalites like of Dr. Sebi? I think it's like a team. It's a team effort. So they run this Webster, this Webstagram, this Instagram account. They, they cater to the fringes of the wellness movement. Mm-hmm. And then they turn that into selling a few products. They ha- they are, their core business seems to be selling uh, herb blends and things. Yeah, okay. Well, Drink this every day and never get sick. What? Gin- ginger and key lime shots are one of the best superfoods you can introduce into your daily routine. You need a juicer. A blender will not work. Put ginger uh-huh. pieces into a juicer. Collect the juice. Squeeze the limes. Why wouldn't a blender work? I don't know. You know why I ask? Because I made my own. But I'm not going to like juice a bunch of key limes. Why couldn't you just juice them into a blender? <laughs> juice motion almost got in your face. <laughs> Um, skeet, I bought, they had, uh, <laughs> who does that's not a, you were like jerking, I was <laughs> no, more jerking was, than juicing. The fingers are open and closed. Well, Nobody does that. You're a artist. Whoa. <laughs> that's going to get quite a reaction. All right. At Costco, you can get two quarts, uh, like two separate glass bottles of organic volcanic lemon juice. Volcanic. You pour that into the blender ah. along with. A big hunk of ginger root. You blend that up? big hunk of turmeric. Blend what? that up. Where do you buy like raw t- turmeric root? Do they sell at the store? Yeah. I've I don't shop that. on Amazon like you. I don't shop on Amazon. 
They they sometimes have it at Sprouts. They've had it. They where have, else do they have it? Whole Foods. Sprouts always has like or they usually have like a non-organic turmeric. But sometimes they'll have organic turmeric. They always have organic ginger. Whole Foods has a nice turmeric selection. Yeah, I never go. There. Why don't you go to Whole Foods? It's in Cherry Creek. Oh, I you, never you, go there. Oh yeah, why would you ever come visit your podcast Here we partner go. salon? Here we go. God, the nerve! I don't want to ruin the smudge. That's true. We Taint your smudged free, free whatever. Anyway, all right, one more here. Uh, oh, I have some in the fridge though. I give you some, maybe an intermission. Give me a shot. Yeah. Um, do you know what to do when manifesting? I'm gonna cut you off before you get to whatever story you were about to tell. We thought of something else. I bought at Costco. Uh, all, when you're manifesting, always stay positive. Mm. Say it. Say it like it's already done. Do not spend time thinking about anything opposite to what you want. Meditate on what you want. See it, smell it, feel it, hear it. If it's real in your brain, it will be real in the physical. What are they talking about? I know people who kind of believe this sort of stuff. What's, what is this stuff? And it's not a recipe for success. What is manifesting? It's like if you, I think it's sort of like a belief that if you create the optimal environment and visualize success. Oh boy. That the success will, will come manifest. to you. That you can manifest destiny. But really, what manifest always seems to lack is actual hustle. Hustle gets shut, shit done. It's Look not you. It's not manifest. You got hustle. And <laughs> often manifestors will malign hustle. They'll look down on hustle like it's some sort of game. Oof. Well, what? Oh, this is unexpected coming from you. Hey, I have all sorts of reactions. You're to a this small vegan. business owner. Yeah. I'm, we're about the hustle. You, yeah. Because you got to go hustle to get shit done. There's not enough time. I don't mean like hustle, like hustling people and tricking them no i know what you mean i mean like hustle and bustle bro you're talking about the hustle i'm talking about the hustle that your gym teacher yells at you to do he wants to see more hustle he or she wants to see more hustle and i'm here to give it to him okay in my swim run boot i think we're done oh wait well we're supposed to do a greg zeg let's listen to some music and first. then a song all right
my goodness. Six minutes of Electro Bliss, Mark, from the Samps. Whoop. Oh, it finally... Uh, what was that? I think that's the hand motion you were doing earlier, finally released. And then went to the trash? It did. You, you wiped yourself clean and threw it away. Gross. Juvenile humor. There's nothing gross about love juice. Okay, okay. we don't have time for this. Speaking of love juice, Mark... Have have some some of this lemon juice tonic with me. Oh, okay. Lemon juice, turmeric, ginger. I don't understand why you couldn't use... Maybe they're saying you can't use a blender, but you can use a Vitamix. Oh, cheers. To your health. To your health. To my health. Sounds like that's in good shape. I'm I'm doing a health kick lately. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's some turmeric fire in your belly, buddy. Oh, no, is it? Mm. Holy moly. Don't you feel powerful? Turmeric, ginger, lemon, lime juice. Lemon juice in lemon. this case. But look at that. That's from grown. It's grown by a volcano. <laughs> well, you as a natural products insider, I'm sure you know that volcanic soil is among the most fertile oh. of soils. Fulvic minerals. Fulvic, vulvic. All Detoxification. The look, we don't have time. I can't look. It's a podcast. So you probably didn't see this video then. Again, audio format. Yeah, but it was in the dock for the preparation of our show. Nope. I'm a busy salon owner. Didn't lift a finger. Too busy hustling. Lifestyle Nino. Good old Neen Williams. It's a whole nine minute video of his essential supplements. Oh, shit. He pops a lot of pills, Josh. Does he? Hell yeah. I guess somebody's. Is this a him. Whole Foods thing still? Uh, there was a few like Whole Foods. I don't think so. Where is that? Where is that video? Uh, other it's, than our medium, it's his YouTube channel. It was on his YouTube channel. It still is. But uh, is there a sponsor, or is it just name? No, I think it's just him being a lifestyle guru. People are asking him, "How does he recover after a heavy skate?" Yeah, but this is pretty pretty cool. I mean, this is someone. This is him oh, making I a don't move. Know what I mean. Yeah, it's him making that. What's move. wrong with maneuvering? Because he takes a lot of supplements, dude. Yeah, but think about all the athletes out there who if, like just all they focus on is their sport or activity of choice. Yeah, and good then for him. As they age out of relevance, not saying that's close to happening for him. He's still young, but like, then what do they do? This they, guy's got a plan. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he's hustling. He's fucking hustling. He ain't manifesting destiny. He's hustling. If there is a sponsor behind the scenes... Although you can manifest mm. destiny with the proper amount of hustle. You just can't manifest yourself there. Does that make sense? It does to me. Okay. Sorry. What are but I spent a lot of time with you. <laughs> if anybody's sponsoring this podcast, this not this podcast, this his video, it, was pro- it would probably... God! GNC? It would probably be Vega. Several Vega products. Okay. Uh, he's not a vegan though I don't think no I think he was doing I think well no it was Vega his protein powder so it might have been all plant but I mean in his uh, no he cooks eggs yeah and his whole foods thing he makes eggs and chicken I don't know man it's there I thought if you'd watched it chicken breast this is just his morning pill pill regimen great source of niacin popular supplement I mean what he does right after his skate is he takes a scoop of one of these Vega things and adds a tablespoon of uh, Himalayan salt to replace that sodium in his muscle. Good call. 
And then he hits it with some other electrolyte. Then he hits it an hour later. It's some protein and a light meal. Protein mix blend. This sounds more like kind of a... A lot of vitamin D. Takes a lot of vitamin D to keep his bones This sounds like a blend of supplements and kind of like timing and conditioning. He's going to tell you right now. See who it is. (laughs) This is Josh. No time. I'm getting all these damn robocalls now from healthcare. For a while, it was my car's warranty. Mm. An urgent message about that. Now it's uh, healthcare. I'm covered. Sorry. Thanks. What is that? We got two more stories after we uh, watch Greg's lay an egg. Here he comes. got some eggs coming down now in three, two, one. I was thinking, this five minutes of their lives, it's harder than ever for emerging brands. In my not normal jacked up observatory opinion, it feels like there's just too much and too many. And no matter what category or industry you play in, there's just too much and too many. Too many suppliers, too many SKUs, too many retailers, too many shelves, too much product. Do we really need 25 different kinds of blank or 50 different kinds of blankety blank? I'm sounding like a retro grouch Abe Simpson. That's right, it's me, not you. Okay, hallucinate with me for a second. I wonder how many hundreds of kombucha brands are out there on a shelf right now between national and regional and super localized. It's turned into a sea of sameness filled with a kombucha cast of thousands. But wait, there's more. There's one more thing that belongs on the list of too much and too many, and that's middlemen. You know who you are? You're reading my mind, baby. I've been there. I'm talking to all you middlemen out there. The middlemen have already been shot down in the travel biz, the insurance business, and many other industries going on for decades or more. And now they are coming for you. Agents, brokers, independent sales reps, distributors. If you're a food broker, you're not even allowed to walk into a Whole Foods anymore. What the f*** is up with that? As a supplier, we want you in there. Checking out a stock, training peeps on the floor, actually giving a shit, and helping check your products off the shelf. So your favorite distributor, broker, your favorite independent sales rep, some are firmly planted in the middle and are feeling the squeeze. Some are feeling it because they suck and they have always sucked, but now the cream of the crop are feeling it. Did you ever think that person-to-person selling would ever go this far out of fashion? And we haven't even brought up the subject of trade shows. Anyway, I'll say it again, there's just too much and too many, and you, the emerging brand, you are up against this junk show on a daily basis. Wait, since the consumer drives everything today, are there too much and too many out there because consumers want it, or retailers want it, or buyers want it, or product managers want it? Come on, you know a big piece of this could be a function of larger brands desperately trying to make their investors or shareholders happy by growing, growing, growing. Then they try to line extend and steal share into bigger numbers for their mothership. 
And what they perceive as quote-unquote innovative new product just adds to the sea of mofo sameness mentioned previously. Sorry, I'm on a soapbox now. I get it. Consumers want quality and service and value and selection. And at the end of the transaction, no matter where it took place, they want to know they bought right. I heard once that a good salesperson mildly confuses their customer. With that sheer number of brands on that shelf at brick and mortar and online, we are now more than mildly confusing our customers. It borders on complete confusion. Call it omni-channel overload. Nah! Okay, let's wrap this too much and too many blurb up right now. The solution to too much and too many is new products and services that actually solve problems and make people feel good, i.e. you and the sea of sameness you wrote in on. However, with that said, this next five minutes of our lives, I predict there'll be little or no skew rationalization going on willingly. However, once the economy eventually corrects itself or trade wars intensify or barrels of oil cost over a hundred bucks, things could change. And at that point, I'd suppose that two things could happen to correct or probably overcorrect the too many and too much syndrome. Or too much and too many. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. First, there will be less selection and choice on the shelf. A buyer won't go eight brands deep on organic pickles or ski helmets. And number two, the highest priced products on the shelf will probably get yanked off first. So no matter what category you're in, please be prepared. And that's a whole nother story. Ack, ack. Whew. A lot of egg there. Big egg. Sounds to me like he was talking almost to me about my CBD hair oil, though. He's talking about well, that's the innovative Greg. products that make people feel good. You can hear whatever you want to hear in Greg, because it's, it's all in there. Are you saying Greg is almost like a mirror? Yes. You look into it and... It's a cipher. And depending on who you truly are, that is what reflection will confront you. Well, only if you are fully trapped in the omni-channel overload. This seems symptomatic, though, of a world where people are continuing to shop more and more online, like you. Oh, of course. Only ordering your groceries off Amazon because oh, you can't handle going into a grocery never store. Never happened. I mean, that's that's part of what's driving this, though, right? Haven't ordered one thing from Amazon's All grocery operation. All this online shopping. That's true. The, the experience of brick and mortar and of shopping, of perusing, starting to go by the wayside, Greg. And Mark. <laughs> Greg's not here. So hoping he could just riff on that. Greg egged a while back and sent us to it. Sent it to us. All right, all right, man. I got two stories before we get out of here. That's all. That's all you got for Greg, huh? I don't have time. Do you have to go pick up the kids? Yeah. In two minutes. Four minutes. Wait. So your kids are going to be waiting like in front of the school? Oh, why are you pausing? Look at you. (laughs) Where are your kids going to be? They're chess. Now? Till 3.45. When does the school day end? It ends at 2.45. 2.45? Yeah, it's like 15 minutes before 3 o'clock. When does it start? Uh, 8 o'clock is second bell. <sighs> Whatever. All right. See, Look. Lay it on me, man. Roscoe got stoned. Bosco got boiled alive. What? A restaurant in Maine is trying to get lobsters high before cooking them alive. Wow, is an added measure of torture or what? In an experiment to test the effect of cannabis on lobsters, Roscoe the Lobster was placed for a few minutes in a covered box with about two inches of water at the bottom. 
Marijuana smoke was then blown into the water at the bottom of the box. But Roscoe was later returned to the ocean, quote, as a thank you for being the experimental crustacean. Wait, this was an actual study? It sounds more like something <clears throat> that would happen in a dorm room. It's not a study. It's a restaurant in Maine. It's a, oh, okay. It's a natural-minded... So <laughs> yep. Only the problem is that... Um, do the lobster may not have an endocannabinoid system. Like a bee. And it doesn't really get in. The water doesn't get you high. It's fat soluble. soluble. Well, it's, it needs if, to get if into the a THC food. can get into your bloodstream, so maybe through their little fronds. There's some theory that maybe the little fronds, but. If there's any sort of blood rich tissue at the ready to soak up that sweet, sweet bong hit. Though Gill, a licensed marijuana caregiver... His name's Gill? It's a woman. Her last name's oh. Gill. And she's like blowing she's weed li- in Look, she's gills. a licensed marijuana caregiver. I don't know what that is. She told the Islander, that must be a newspaper, that Roscoe seemed more relaxed after his tank had been infused with cannabis smoke, although it's unclear if he actually got stoned. Well, if you pick up... I haven't picked up a whole lobster in a while, but I remember as a, as a youngin. Picking up crowd ads out to Crick. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> as soon as you grab them, they start flicking their tails like crazy, right? That's why you usually drop them. She ooh, has set up out. special tanks dedicated to Roscoe sedating lobsters. And his tail's kind of like just waving. But only upon request. Uh, she made it clear that the lobsters aren't going to get her diners stoned, but she does insist that the lobsters who've been exposed to a little THC are tastier. That is ridiculous. Yep. Update. Is this what happens when you get your news from Twitter? We end up with direct no, like this that? Is, uh, this was not Twitter moments. This is Mashable. Uh, update, yeah, September well, 24th. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. September 24th, 2018, 11.36 a.m. PDT. Unfortunately, after news of Gill's lobster sedating methods began to circulate online, the Maine Health Inspection Program decided to investigate. Huge surprise. Temporarily barring the sale of weeded up lobsters. Gil expects to have her weed twink, weed twinkalized lobsters back on the menu come October. That is just great news for the lobster community. All right, community. look, I gotta go. One more. All right, mouthful of cotton. <laughs> Not just for cows anymore. New cotton seed is safe for people to eat. Why wouldn't it be? What's wrong with eating? Oh, cotton? Josh, bear with me. Each cotton seed is the size of a small peanut. In principle, it could be highly nutritious. Contains lots of oil and protein. The seeds, like the plant's leaves, contain little dark glands full of something called gossipol. Gossipol. Gossipol in and of itself is a toxin. Oh my God. Helpful for the plant, fends off insects, but it makes the seeds unhealthy for people. Toxic to most animals, not cows. Somebody with the last name of Rathor inserted a new piece of DNA into the cotton plant, turned off a gene, no more gossipol. Well, no, gossipol in the leaves to protect against insects, but the seeds are almost completely free. Safe to eat. Researchers at Texas A&M tested the <laughs> plants in greenhouses and small field plots. They also roasted a few and ate them. Said they tasted like chickpeas. That's great. What this way, the this way, fucking this fucking waste of time. This week, no. This week, why the USDA gave the new cotton a green light. Anybody in the U.S. can grow it. If it gets approval, FDNA, FDNA, Jesus Christ. You're nailing this one. <laughs> At FDA, it can be sold as food or feed. If that happens, all kinds of doors will open. <laughs> Cotton seed could be used to feed chicken or fish. The meal could go into protein bars. You just 
saved the world nutrition game. Cotton. Oh, that's what hemp's for. Grow hemp seed. It, oh, you just just it takes fewer resources. Typical vibe from you. Circumvent the whole article with hemp. with good with common fucking sense. Hey, why would you all the bioengineer something that's like really hard to grow when you can make more nutritious food from something that's easy to grow? Cotton seed powder. Put that in your Vega bar. It's another plant-based protein. See, this is why Greg is confronted with all these fucking mediocre products. Because it's like anything that's suddenly edible becomes like a superfood if you haven't heard of it. Or if people have never thought of eating before, it's probably got some miracle ingredient. And this is heavy GMO. So, Yeah, so let's make a bunch of bars out of it. Look at you and your hemp. All right, good. Yeah, that's right. Qu- quit, t- quit tinkering. Oh, you want me to enter the game? You're ready. I gotta go. <laughs> Really? Just like that? (laughs) I gotta go! We're still talking here. (laughs) 